This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the bifurcated, bifocal, binocular, bipedal, bastardized, winterized, and marginalized Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. You know, it's going great. Amazing. COVID's completely gone. Not a problem in the world. Bye, COVID. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Completely defeated. Tail between legs. Out. Sorry, uh, COVID. You met the U.S. Goodbye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's out of here. Yep. Right, let me look at the news real quick. Hold on. Coffee. I'm trying to get some Ed Burns facts, Nick, about his life. Have you have you been reading up on him? No. Not a thing. <laughs> Ed Burns month concludes with this episode. We hardly knew ye. I'm glad it's uh I'm glad it was a Would huge you- success. Would you consider this our pinnacle achievement as a podcast? No, I mean, we just, you know what it is, is we just toss pinnacles on top of pinnacles every single day. I know, man. You're so right. I thought we peaked with that Hunter Killer episode. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm trying to find some quick facts about him. Um, Is a vegetarian. Did you know this about him? No. But also eats chicken and fish. So... Yeah. Sometimes steak, he says. <laughs> and pig all the time. <laughs> Loves bacon. I, I'd say, I mean, he's got a nice physique. You think that he, I mean, he certainly has to pay attention. And his wife's a supermodel, for God's sake. So, yep. I mean, he's probably not housing Cool Ranch Doritos. I bet you his kids are shredded. <laughs> he has kids, huh? Yeah. That's a fact that I didn't really know. He has a couple kids. I think he's got three that he built. Does he have three? Well, yeah. Irish Catholic, right? So isn't it don't I mean that's maybe stereotyping, but don't Irish uh Catholic families tend to run large? Oh, don't they tend to hate birth control? That's a given from a man Burns. He's been focused on uh sex for his entire career. Yeah, they they and, interviewed and, and, Turlington on uh in, in Forbes and they're talking about her success, and he's like, and the interviewer is saying, What do you use for birth control? She goes, Well, Edward's religion sort of forbids it. When I when I need to not have a an orgasm or a baby, I just pop on nice guy Johnny. <laughs> That's it. What is that? 2017, 2014? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Well, Carrie Bish in that one. He yeah. he does attract the actors. 
yeah. to his projects still. Maybe not anymore. Maybe the it's run out his privileges. Yeah, I was I was trying to think. You know, this theme month thing is a big hit. Got to figure out who the next one might be. I think I, I have I have a line on a potential candidate. A certain bald actor might be a good fit. Oh, Bruce Willis. No, 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 no. Vin Diesel. That's the one. Really? Yeah. Vinny D. Sick what would we What do we watch as? I mean, he's kind of has a similar, he's a similar case to Edward Burns in that when he's not, I mean, obviously Vin Diesel is very successful with the Fast and Furious movies, but outside of that project, outside of that franchise. Well, you got the Riddicks. Not that successful. You got Find Me Guilty, you know? I mean, a blockbuster. You got Bloodshot. That's the, and Find Me Guilty, they put hair on him. They did. He's got hair in uh, at the beginning of uh, the Riddick movie. I, 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 I watched a little bit of that today. He's got hair at the beginning. He's got like long, luxurious, yeah, golden locks, or how, yeah. what's it look like? I can't. He's remember. got long, stringy ass hair. Does he? Yeah, got to put hair on the young Riddick. Something you else know. really is something else. Is he? I mean, he was born bald, been that way ever since. No, he had he never had, had it. Never had a hair on him. No, he's mul- he was multifacial. He had hair. Anyway, no, we'll, we'll do facts we'll, about Ed Burns. You know any? You said you don't, but I imagine you do. As a, a fan, you're such a super fan. I'm a fan of of what appears on the screen. I mean, just perfection. But I don't. Uh, I didn't go digging into his anal's. You know. I mean, give me something. Give me a fake fact at least. Uh, he's got a twin brother. Hmm. Yeah, it looks exactly like him. That's why they call it that. His name is Casper Burns. Ben Diesel has a twin brother, right? Doesn't he have a twin he brother? He has a brother that's a twin that doesn't look like him. It's hard, anybody else a target for a month? Yeah. In the I movie mean, microscope? Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we got so many guys out there. Paul Guilfoyle, Dan Stern, Bosselthwaite. Grant Heslov. Heslov, Homunculus, Dame Judy Dench, Dane Cook. Oh, let's do Dan, a month of Dane Cook movies. <laughs> We'd have to do Mr. Brooks four times. You wouldn't mind it. Who's the who's the um who plays his daughter? We always make fun of her. Oh God, Daniel Panabaker. <laughs> got Bill Hurt. Got Kev Cost. Got Dan Moore. Yeah, Mr. Brooks. I mean, that has to be done at some point. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a beloved film by you. We need to eventually do um Let Him Go that movie. Let him go. Oh, the Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, yeah. I heard another person had at work that you know that I work with saw that movie and was highly recommending it. It's solid. Very good. Mm-hmm. I said, my friend Nick liked that movie. And they said, said who? I said, let's not get into it. He goes, who, who's Nick? I said, I, I really won't, don't want to reveal that. And he started Googling Nick, just the name Nick. Did he find me? Found you immediately. <laughs> he was like, all right. Anything um, else interesting going on? I went and saw Old this weekend. That's right. You saw Old this weekend. And then you said, you know what? Fuck it. And you watched Spiral. From the Book of Saw, mm-hmm. which is the first as well. Saw film I have seen since seeing Saw in a press screening. You skip the rest, even though some of them feature Shawnee Smith and Tobin Bell. Well, that's how you remain a fan. That's right. Of Tobin Bell, I like the concept. That's your, that's your secret. Yep. <laughs> Although I did, lo- I did start to feel my my heart go a flutter when they showed a still shot of Tobin Bell in two scenes in this movie. So he wasn't in it, huh? He didn't return. No. They thought they could do it without him. Were they right? Yeah, killed it. What'd you think of it? It's okay. Did he uh, trap people on the beach and they got real old? <laughs> no. That would have been better. 
How was old? How was the M Night uh, Shyamalan's new joint? It, it was uh, his first. Is it his first foray into body horror? Mr. Glass is body horror, right? You think so? Sort of. Yeah. Oh, it was like falling down all the staircases at once. You said M Night acted in it, huh? He's yeah, in it, of course. His ego, his ego will disallow him to sit and watch. Can't give a job to somebody in Pittsburgh, you know, or Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Gotta take that job for himself. Is he is he radioing into the old island? Is that his character? He is the guy that drives the crew to the island and drops them off, and then he's involved in the twist element of it. Okay, is he a nefarious character? Sorta. Of. Mm-hmm. As because he directed the movie, yeah, pretty much. So you didn't like old, huh? No, I really. It's it's it's. I mean, I like I like it in a way. I like that it exists because it's ridiculous. But a little was, bit of controversy on the web. Oh, how's that? Oh, with the guy from the guy who asked for a refund. Yeah, John Barrowman, That's, actor from um, actor from Torchwood, Doctor Who, played a Captain Jack Harkness, and he's in a bunch of other things. He tagged tagged M Night. And said how terrible the movie was, and they asked for a refund and got one. He tagged him. So everybody's mad at him. Why? For tagging the director, being a meanie. Also, then it came up that he also likes to take his dick out on set all the time, unexpectedly. Are you serious? Yep. M. Night or, or Barryman? John Barryman. Whatever his, what did I say his name was? I think he said Barryman. Barryman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he drops trowel unexpectedly. Uh, nobody wants it. He shows it. He said it's all in good fun, but there were complaints. And let me just say this. Fuck that piece of shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go away, you actor that you that I did watch some of Tor- Torchwood and kind of liked it though. I have to say. Yeah. He, he sport, he's a very charismatic he's, actor that drops his underpants. He's Sportswood. I hope it's a hard well, dick. What a piece of shit. Uh yeah, he said he he said that he doesn't understand the controversy. He wrote all about this in his autobiography that no one read. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Learning Lines and Sharing Dick. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, his dick's in a movie, and this is a movie, on a show that we like to call the movie Microscope. Mm-hmm. Show we zoom in. We watch a film through mistreated glass eyes, gaseous cumulus clouds of soul, just mm-hmm. gathered and rolled and bunched and masticated into a little treat. Dough up, roll out, and kick ass. Watch a film through a set of bazonk eyes. Stream it. Share it with the likes of you. So we're talking about rabbit proof fence. I'm talking about the scene where two rabbits get it on and multiply a little a little cutie through a through a link. Talk about the little moments. Rabbit proof fence, huh? Based on a play? Probably. What is the who's in this? I Anybody you can remember? It's got it's got real people in it. RPF, that's what the fans call it. I think it was made by a director at the same time as another film made by that director. I think he put out two films right at the same time, whoever oh it was. God. It's not an updike. That's Run Rabbit Run or whatever, but let's yeah, who did, did a whole bunch of rabbit books. Who did Updike? Rabbit Proof Fences? Shout out to Kyle. Our friend Kyle is a big fan of Updike. Philip Noyce film. And he released Rabbit Proof Fence and and The Quiet American at the same time. Yeah, he did it was his that was his goal. Release one for for no one, one for no one. And that was the and quiet I, American I, Brendan Fraser. First of all, I think so. Yeah, but here, so Everlyn Sampy in Rabbit Proof Friends, Tiana mm. Sansbury, David Gulpoli. They did have Kenneth Branagh in that action, and Jason Clark. Oh, Jason Clark with an E. Like him a lot, even though he's got a weird head. 
Yeah, Brendan and Fraser, played- Mike Kane, Rod DeShabegia, big ones. Quiet American was terrific. This, am I right? Is it Brendan Fraser? Yeah, there? yeah. Who else? I just, I just literally went through it. Oh, you that's that's the cat. I thought you were talking about rabbit proof. I was I'd moved on to the quiet American at that point. Why you you got a signal you got a signal. I don't have to do God shit. Damn. Yeah, you don't. And you don't. Kane, Fraser, Sherbegia, did I stutter? Yeah. Fictional film. The quiet American. <laughs> Fictional. Yeah. Fictional film. Well, I mean the movie that we're doing today sort of talks about America's loudness in a way. Oh man. Nice pivot. Yeah. Nice transition, but you're right. Directed by John Hersfeld. He got something to say, Nick. He not as much as he did with Reach Me. Our second Hersfeld fit flick. He wrote and directed both. Yeah. Did not need to kickstart this one though. He's um, a pretty... got quite the cast here. I mean, he's he tricked De Niro into this. I don't think I mean he, he didn't I imagine once De Niro came on board. He didn't have to trick anybody else, but he tricked De Niro. This was sort of before De Niro was uh, a little flailing, a, a little shit. <laughs> yeah, and he what? What's his big? What's his 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 big calling card? And you know, it's probably we Godfather were, or Taxi Driver. Talking about Hertz. Oh, oh. He directed um, three days, two in days the in the valley yeah, with the where one Charlize Theron was introduced. Yep, and she shows up in this in a, in a cameo that she did for free. Oh, really? Yeah, she didn't get paid. She got ripped off. And she's only in one scene, but it's still nice to see her. Rising star at this time. So let's walk through the cast. Speaking of actors in the film, we got Ed Burns. And actually, it's his film. Yeah, he's the uh, John Pankow in this thing. De Niro in this. Kelsey Grammer. Don't even try to push him in, in front of Vera Farmiga, my friend. Uh, this might be one of her, I mean, certainly one of her first. Makes quite an impression in this movie. Somewhat. Who else you got? Carl Roden. Great in this. You got Oleg Tartikoff, whatever. Tart- Tartikoff. Also pretty good. The As the two baddies. You got Melina Kankaradis. A Russian and a Czech baddie. Yeah, you say her name again. Melina Kankaradis. And she's a TV actress, but she's in, she showed up in some movies. Yep. You one got- of them being Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, Avery Brooks. Yeah, Avery Brooks is in this. He gets he gets hurt, and then he kind of leads to the big moment of this film his his uh, his wallet, his lost wallet. You got Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall in this. You got the, barely in this. The luminous James Handy, David Allen Greer, walking up and down in this movie. Too much actor for that role. And then you got a, a assortment of cameos. You got Stallone. You got John <laughs> Claude. You got who else was in that? There's a at one point they're in a restaurant in the Planet Hollywood or something, and there's a, a, a just a host of actors on the wall behind them. The wall is emblazoned with talent. Three horses, who, yeah, three horses on that wall as well, Schwartz, trying to run off the screen. Arnold Schwartz, you got Bruce Will, you got Dem Moore. I was loving it. Nick was na- he was naming it. he was he kept wanting to see who who all was on that wall. And then in the foreground, who appears but a celebrity? I know you noticed this. He, Nick has such a good eye when you watch a movie with him. I'm sitting there. I'm trying to zoom. But, you know, my mind wanders, especially during 15 minutes. Nick, he's like, was that? And he rewound it to an extra in a restaurant scene. Daniel Day Kim. Looking large headed with that with giant locks of hair and all that. Looking beautiful. Uh, had Yeah, had a lot of hair. And, you know, young Daniel Day Kim playing restaurant extra in this. Yep. Uh, you know, you might remember him from Lost. I think he Hawaii was on Hawaii Five O, which he 
got fired from what he at least quit i think he quit because they reduced the salary quite a bit um but he's in a lot of stuff he's great yeah i love him vegetarian Brother to daniel day lewis <laughs> they are and you know i think ed burns at one point here's a fact about ed burns almost got daniel day lewis in uh in that movie you did reference at the start of the show which one nice guy johnny almost got him mm-hmm. daniel day lewis is that close to signing wow but what happened? He, he had uh, there was a puppet show in his hometown. <laughs> Doesn't he live in the U.S.? I know he's married to Rebecca Arthur Miller's daughter, right? Rebecca Miller is yeah, that correct? Yeah. And I think that they put they put their uh, their tarp down in the U.S. I doubt it. Can you see Daniel Day Lewis at a Taco Bell by mistake if you're in this town? <laughs> like what? He'd bump into him somewhere. That'd be so great. He, he he's like in, he's in seclusion for six months, so he knows how to say Gordita Supreme or something. It's like he doesn't want to fuck it up. Friendly with Adam Sandler, Dan, Daniel Day Lewis. By the way, they're friends. That's messed out. Let's get to this movie, Nick. Fifteen minutes, two thousand ones. Yeah, fifteen minutes. The movie was delayed. No one knows why. Everyone knows why. Why? Because it sucks. Because nine uh, eleven. No, it was released in two thousand one. It was delayed a year, I think. It was it was supposed to come out in 2000. 9-11. <laughs> let's, let's go through it. How does the movie kick off? Uh, that's a lot to ask of me. Baddies in the airport. Baddies in the airport yeah, come to America. So, well, let's, before we go into the actual by-the-numbers discussion of the film, as we're known to do, mm-hmm. what do you think the themes of this film are? Good question for another podcast. Have you, <laughs> sure you should have studied up. Are we talking themes in this podcast now? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's sort of you know, it's told it's it's sort of a, you know these 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 strangers come into our country here. They're former criminals. They're troubled troubled souls, but they believe in the American dream. Mm-hmm. They got a weird way of showing it. I mean, the movie takes a jeweler's lens yeah. to the America's obsession with watching other people live and in this case die right you know everybody's on the sidelines eating popcorn i want to uh i want to congratulate the listeners out there (laughs) who had jeweler's lens on their bingo cards (laughs) (laughs) you got this movie's about a wet Edward Burns. I mean, that's the main theme, right? Yeah. He's walking wet in here. Sort of believable movie um, until the fact that a fireman would be accepted into the loving arms of the police department on a top secret investigation. Well, he, remember, he says they do the same things as cops. Like they. Yeah, but. He always is making a case for himself in this movie. I do the same thing as a guy that sells, you know, refrigerators, but we don't go on, I don't go on a ride with, you know. Yeah, that's true. Well, look, I didn't look. There's a. It's a buddy movie. It's a buddy cop movie until it isn't. And then Ed Burns has to buddy cop with his 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 uh, wiener dog, just like Barrowman. <laughs> um. So yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the about. Well, let's take talk about who De Niro plays in this movie. Okay, Eddie. Yeah, and he's a he's a he's a cop, a detective, but he's famous. He makes headlines. Yeah, of course. He's yeah, he's like he's like Spacey in L.A. Confidential. Right. Exactly like spacing out like confidential. Doesn't quite make it through the whole film. <laughs> yeah, he gets Ronald Tomasi as well, but 
he is a cop who's got the spotlight. You know, he, he's busting people. He's got his uh, he's got his toes dipped into different ponds. Kelsey Grammer has got a back back pocket deal with him. He, he runs a new show. He's like a if it bleeds, it leads kind of show, which mm-hmm. I thought he says in the movie, but he doesn't. Maybe he's in he the, doesn't say that. I think it, maybe he's in one of the trailers or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, and he's well. Dead. There's a conflict at his network that he, I think he has a conflict with Kim Cattrall who wants to. Um, not do such salacious news anymore. But Kelsey Grammer's like, that's what that's where the money is, you know. Like, so there's a big fight at the beginning where Kim Cattrall is is trying to and he fucks have her over standards. immediately. Well, they have a they have a very subtle scene here where she's watching a tape of a slaying and covering her eyes, but then peeking through her fingers. Yeah, she's like, no, nailed it. Salacious news, and then he does an expose on the denizens of Java's palace. <laughs> Infuriated. <laughs> so these two guys come to our country um, to collect a debt. These two baddies. You know, you meet these guys first in the airport, and they seem like kind of they seem like kind of fun characters, and they kind of, in a way, remain fun characters, but they are sadistic and horrible. But the two performances these actors give are pretty great in this, especially Carl Roden. Well, he's, I, I'd go the other way. I'd say Oleg is actually more. Oleg's great. I mean, he's fun. You guys but... may know Oleg as the guy who showed up in a, wound up in a barrel in Bad Boys 2. He's in that. He's in Predators. Yeah. You may know Carl Roden as Rasputin from the Hellboy. Yeah, but he, he this kind of is his signature. Like, he started out as like a baddie. That's kind of, his. this is his first, at least American movie, where you recognize him, right? But he also turned in a great performance in rock and roll yeah but what's the movie that we really like that um he played the dad um you're talking about God, running is, scared from yeah running scared for me is in that as well yep that's Great. a good movie running is that is that movie hold up have it, you seen it, it hasn't aged as well as as it could have but it's still okay but rock and roll is great and he's great in it plays a baddie in that too i imagine i mean everybody's sort of a baddie in those movies you, you rock and roll has grown on you huh Rock and Roll is my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. High praise. So anyway, these bad. So so we're introduced to De Niro's character, who is and he's partnered up with Avery Brooks from Spencer for Hire, that old TV show and Star Trek. Yeah, I think that's right. Is he in Star Trek too? Um, and they are going to make a bust that Kelsey Grammer is going to film, uh, like a I think a Jamaican drug dealer, a killer, mm-hmm. like a Jamaican killer, like he's a killer. I don't know what I can't remember. Anyway, Kelsey Graham is going to televise this or at least capture it to make a new story about it. He misses. And De Niro, that's kind of his character. He uses his fame to kind of help get attention on the department, but he also sort of hates the fame. He's kind of stuck in the middle. He kind of uh, takes Edward Burns under his wing a little bit and explains that to him. That, you know, he's not really, doesn't love being a celebrity, but it has its usefulness. Right. So he's a good guy. He's all right. A little bit of an ego, but that's okay. And Ed Burns plays... Jordy Warsaw. An arson investigator? What's the official yeah, title? Yeah, it's like character? a fire marshal or something like that. And he traipses around a, a scene like a Jean-Claude Van Damme, like a crime scene, like, and looks for clues whenever there's a fire involved. And he, and he, and he gets them. He's good at his job. He's good. And then you know this because the bad guys, their first stop, is visiting a friend, a couple, and trying to collect this debt I brought up earlier. And things go out of hand, and Carl Roden kills this couple because they spent the money that he's looking to collect. Right. Meanwhile, his buddy here, 
captures its own yeah, video. Yeah, so w- when they're in Times Square admiring everything that it makes Times Square what it is or was, actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, Oleg falls in love with this video camera mm-hmm. in the window. He ends up shoplifting it. And he actually does sort of a, an infomercial about the product for the audience in this thing. And I find out what the Russian word or the Czech word for video effects is. Effecte video. So that's nice. pretty cool. But yeah, he gets a fancy video camera and he wants to memorialize everything about their journey. Not unlike 90% of America's youth now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, have its time this movie. So Oleg's shooting. He shoots the murders. He, he, he films the murders. And, you know, at first in this movie, you know, Carl Roden, his character, really doesn't want to be filmed that much. He always is telling him to stop filming. Like, like you know, the characters in a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Why are you filming this? Put the camera away, that kind of stuff. But Oleg, is fr- he, he always wanted to come to America to be a filmmaker. He's, he's a big fan of Frank Capra. Dead. And he wants to. Yeah, he did. And he wants to. I mean, he wants to uh, capture their journey, like Nick said, on, on video. Capra? Actually, Capra. it was funny because he, he, they misheard him with his accent. He said he likes Frank Capture. So he's just trying to identify all the fire hydrants in the frame. <laughs> and so that's what that's what happens. There's these brutal crime scenes. There's these brutal scenes wow. with people getting murdered. Carl Roden is doing the damage. Oleg capturing it on, on film. And I believe the actor, actually, that footage that we see, I think he actually did capture. They show his what he's filming. Yeah which is kind of a funny device. And I think he did, the actor did film all that. It's one of the, it's, it gets old fast, all the shaky distorted video. That's one of the things I don't like about the movie is that it really spends a lot of time behind those lenses. And I think a little would have gone a long way with that, but you know, who I don't I? love it, but I think he's funny when he, like his character's funny when he's filming it. Yeah. Like and he's r- risking his life to get the shot a lot of time. And there's a scene where he's fleeing the cops and he has the camera like he's running for his life and he has the camera over his shoulder backwards pointed towards the pursuers. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So actually. while they while those people are being killed, lo and behold, a there's a guest in the who's taking a shower. This movie has a lot of showering with Vera Formiga in it. They have a guest who has taken a shower and witnesses the murder. Yeah. And escapes. Her name is Daphne. That's that sets, you know, the conceit of this uh dynamic with De Niro and Burns and the villains and Daphne and all that. But the great thing is, is so these guys killed the couple mm-hmm. and they have to cover it up. And that's what kind of brings Edward Burns to the mix. And how yeah, does, they, how does the, how do they cover, cover things up, Justin? So it's incredible. You know, Edward Burns gets to the scene. Now what these guys light the apartment on fire to cover their tracks after they lose Daphne. Um, but then they, they get her wallet. Remember, they, they do find her because she leaves her stuff. Right. Um, but they burn the place down, or they at least burn this apartment. Um, Burns comes up the stairs. This guy's giving him the deets of the crime scene, and he says the couple was in a 69 position <laughs> when they died, which a little bit of serendipity, Nick. I mean, we've been... It's just popped up. Who would have thought that? Turn to this. Yeah, who would have thought thought that sixty nine would be such a recurring theme on this show? There's even a a chair foo scene in this, which harkens back to the the chair and the sound of thunder that the guy loves so much. And, and now I might understand why. And then also, you talk about sixty four as a guy in a chair, right? Yes, a guy that's in love with his chair, maybe doing some business, little sixty four. But here's the thing. I couldn't believe I heard 69 in this film. <laughs> and then, you know, Burns has to explain to everybody as the apartment's burning down, 
the couple probably would not remain in the 69 position if maybe they weren't already dead. Right. Because, you know, once things start burning down around you, and someone does suggest that maybe, hey, they have their priorities straight. It's like, I'm, I, it's hot as hell in here, but I'm going to eat this. And so we get that joke. Um, Burns starts to show his prowess around De Niro because De Niro's there taking over his crime scene. And Burns starts telling his boys to, there's water everywhere. So he's like, put a hole in the corner to drain the, drain the water. He finds the timer that set the explosion, all this stuff he finds. I think, does he find the murder weapon? No. I don't know if he no. does. No, he doesn't. But he he does a little bit of detecting. So you know he's the king shit. He knows his business. He's impressing De Niro. Of course, he is coming directly from a moment where he handcuffed da- David Allen Greer to a tree in the park and forgot about him. Well, David Allen Greer did try to mug him. His character did try to mug uh, and threaten Edward Burns' life. Yeah. But yeah. Well, there's it's funny, too, because there's a bit of a cancel culture element to the fallout from that from that moment there is yeah it's kind of also sort of prescient but i don't think Herzfeld deserves any credit to be honest burns does a bunch of naive kind of naive things in this movie that a lot of things that jeopardize his career and they always point it out he does several things right like take the role <laughs> this is a big role this is a big movie for him and this movie actually made a little bit of money here I kind of like it. And it was one of the first Infinifilm uh, New Line DVDs where they did that special. I think it was the first one, actually, to debut that special feature. What's Infinifilm? I can't it was remember. their like upper elite special edition where you could do oh, all wow. sorts of crazy shit while you're watching the movie. Like? I don't know. Look at it. Hear some of it. they have fun facts about the movie? They might, it may have had some sort of Amazon Prime type of shit on there, X-ray shit. In this scene, John Hurstville was patting himself on the back, his back, and then the next scene he was doing the same. Yeah, here's where um, he, he did think he did think he was capturing the shit in this movie. You know what I'm saying? How he had it? How does he introduce De Niro in this movie? Oh well, it's a trailer moment, but it was De Niro's idea. I read. It's a shot of his face in a, a sink full of ice right. and water, and he has a hangover because he he stayed out a little too late with the boys. Right, party down. He has to. Show up to is it show up to court? I can't zoom in that or hard. Just show up or show up to this crime scene. Anyway, he's getting ready at a restaurant. He's putting his face in a and he, he's got that the, the the guy that in the restaurant attendant that so he's always talking to. Yep, he's always anyway, he's always in crime films like mob mob films. This movie kicks off with a what De Niro. <laughs> it really does. Yep, and he said that he found he De Niro through his research when he's researching this role. That's how he found out that cops like to shake off hangovers. And put their heads in the ice. Yeah. Paul Herman, the actor. Uh, a scene echoed in what classic film? With what classic with Abald. With Alec Abald was his, his name on the Hollywood Stock Exchange, but Alec Baldwin. I was thinking about the scene with Jason in space, Jason X, but what were you what were you thinking? <laughs> the departed, he does that with it. He dips his head in the old ice bowl. Does he? Yeah. Was it a tribute? Was it Scorsese's tribute to fifteen minutes? <laughs> One could dream. Do you remember? Do you remember everybody's name on the Hollywood Stock Exchange? I never went. Yeah, because I, I I think I still own some Avald. You do? I think I do. I went. Did you make money off of that? No, you didn't make money on. You just had bragging rights. But I I went and checked that recently. And I, it's probably time I sell some of my stocks, like uh, on the big bounce. You know, maybe get rid of the big bounce. Maybe you know. Yeah, a walk in the clouds. Maybe it's time to drop some, you know, some of those stocks at this point. Hmm. Does, it, does, it, does it swing like Bitcoin? Is it up one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so at this point, De Niro and Burns are any on each other's radar. You know, like Burns wants to tag along, even though it's De Niro's crime scene, right? His his investigation, and De Niro begrudgingly lets him come along because Burns is a handsome young man. Yeah, everybody loves him. Reminds, reminds De Niro, reminds Eddie of his of his of his young self. I imagine. No, you could dream. You dream that De Niro wishes he was in the stratosphere of Burns. <laughs> Ships in the night. Those two at this point. Burns ascending. De Niro mm-hmm. descending. Killer Elite was in his future. Righteous <sighs> Kill was in his future. Grudge Match was in his future. Ed Burns still had Ash Wednesday up on the horizon. You know, he had Sidewalks yeah. in New York on the horizon. He was killing it. Here's the thing about De Niro. He dipped his toe in the waters that Bruce Willis has fully immersed himself in. But he, he didn't, he didn't, he can, he still gets out of there once one does the Irishman. He still gets out of there and does a Scorsese film. Bruce Willis, I mean, he's forever, he's got to be forever now just making these movies, right? Just making these, these horror shows where he just pops in for 10 minutes. Do you think he's still going to, every once in a while, he'll pop up in like a prestige well, film? See, Wes Anderson likes him or uses him. That scares use him me. Use him once. Use him once. Or just use him twice. Use him once, right? That's plenty. Yeah, I don't know if he likes him. Yeah, and he's good. He's kind of good in that movie. That movie's not. This is his worst. I don't know. I like that movie kind of. Um, Rise Kingdom. So we're talking, there's a little moment. Do you remember one of the cute little dialogue scenes that uh, Oleg says when, hmm. on his camera? Remember his cute little line? No. And when uh, they realized that there was a witness that got away, was he say hunting for Daphne? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So they in the wallet that they find, they find a card about a, you know, it's it's advertising a call call service, like a call girl service. So they call and they ask for a check girl. An American girl, a woman, shows up to this hotel room, this seedy hotel room. Oleg hides in the bathroom. They proceed to, of course, kill this woman. Sad. And they try yeah, it's very rude. Sad, and to interrogate her, try to find out where Daphne is, who she is, and they, you know, they kill her, unfortunately. And then they get a lead. So they they find that she works at a salon. They get some they had to squeeze some nudity in the film. They did. Kyle Roden, the menace that he portrays in that scene is actually pretty pretty solid. So I'm saying he's great, but it's 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 such a weird thing because he's he really is, I think, pretty great in this movie of his characters like obviously detestable, horrible. And those scenes are very uncomfortable. But hey, that's what that's what the director's going for, man. He he and you know he's really commenting on the unblinking eye of the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and also on our loose ass immigration policies, man. Is Look. that? What? I mean, wow, man, you went anyway. This movie reminded me that Roseanne had a talk show. I didn't. I thought that was fake. No, she once had a talk show. I forgot. It's kind of a Jerry Springer type thing. Well, as evidence, they show like half an episode in this damn thing. Yeah, and Oleg gets his idea. He gets his idea from forgiveness. He thinks he can care. Not Oleg. Um, Roden. He thinks he can kill all these people and then plead insanity. Well, the, that's that's, that's the, the, well, that's a different thing because De Niro has apprehended this other guy who is getting all these specials made. That's about right, him. You're right, yeah, you're right. Well, he thinks he can get money off of right, it, right, right. So he, he, I think he realizes the, the like first that Americans are obsessed with this reality shit. With forgiveness. Let me zoom in. By the way, they mm-hmm. are. And then, and then, uh, and then, when they find out that you can actually manipulate the system to uh, to game it, he really gets a big one. He gets a big, he gets like a barrowman size and gorge. So anyway, Ed Burns had actually spotted Daphne, uh, played by Vera Formiga, uh, outside of the crime scene. She looked like she was trying to flag him down, but then disappears. And so he has a busted ass, ass sketch artist. Some guy, 
woman or guy that is not that talented, sketch her. He's like, let's sketch this woman. Yeah. And it is half-assed to say the least. By the way, 100% effective though. You think? They instantly know who oh, it is. They, well, they she they do bring that drawing to Charlize Theron, who is the madam of this agency, this call girl agency. And she's like, oh, that's Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga bringing the unnecessary hot heat chemistry with Burns in this. Like, first of all, it's all her. Like, that's how good she is. Like, Burns, he's just standing there like a wall. And Farmiga is Hard like... Hard disagree. Farmiga is all up in his business. That's how good she is, man. Uh, he's you got to give him some credit there. Maybe. I mean, he's definitely handsome. He's nailing it. Bringing too much heat to those scenes, Farmiga. <laughs> cool it down. Also in The Departed, zoom in. Great in The Departed. Yeah, best thing just about... It out. This movie gets you know, to use a, a Justin term. This movie makes a meal out of Carl Rudd and smoking, and he's always like smoking weird. Yeah, it smokes. I wrote that exactly. I get it. He smokes weird. Yeah, he's got his like arm like draped over his head, smoking like dice. You know, yeah, and then and, just... and and the way he inhales the smoke into his snotch. <laughs> snotch. He sucks. Hey. He sucks in the smoke into his nost. His nost. Can I zoom in on Carl Roden real quick? Yeah. Lanky. Yeah. No mystery about what his skull looks like. He looks out some body fat on that. He man. looks like one of the tails from the crypt demons from Demon Knight. It's got their body. Nice. Zoom in. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they threaten Daphne right before Burns and De Niro. And they say, you know, the bad guys let go. Daphne, if you tell on us, we're going to come back and murder you. And then they leave. And then Burns and De Niro arrive and they start questioning her questioning her and they're going to bring her to the station they spot the baddies yes they do de niro does de niro. and it really he does it and he's sly about it he is and he and it doesn't work though because he says those guys across the street guys don't make a big thing about it but we're gonna let's try to apprehend those fools across the street they're suspicious they said that de niro really ran in these scenes didn't use a double nice okay bobby d putting his own stunts in there like tom cruise yeah the the, the, the title of the movie actually is about his, his 60 meter dash is it? Took him 15 minutes. Because <laughs> he sucks. Trivia had a big one for me today on IMDb. Ed Burns appears 15 minutes into the movie. It's huge. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. I didn't want to get off Earth before knowing that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to leap into the heavens before I have that <laughs> bit of information in my mind. And De Niro disappears with 46 minutes left in the movie. That's true. That was your Zoom, right? Yeah. He didn't quite dis I guess he does disappear. Well, we get to see some video of him later, but he's dead as fuck. Pretty good scene, I guess, his death scene. Kind of, anyway, this is what happens to this foot this foot chase leads to a couple cops being wounded. So Avery Brooks, who Nick mentioned, he gets kind of sucker pistol whipped. And then his he, the Carl Roden takes his gun and his wallet. They also shoot a dude. They also shoot one of the cops in the arm. Yeah, the little fatty. Uh, and then De Niro does the thing where he he draws down as as the baddies are getting away over a wall. He draws down, repositions himself, and then takes a shot. Yep. And he shoots Roden in the foot. He grazes his ankle. Yeah, and you can, your eyes lit up. I was like, this is a wiki feet. Yep. You know, there's a, there is a subsection of wiki feet of horror feet. Yeah. You know, like damage feet. Like hostile Mm -hmm. Misery, damage foot. Yeah, yeah. So if you if that floats your boat, click on that that little you know tab. 
and you went to the horror feet tab. Yeah. I just bought the domain wiki dick and balls. So we got some work ahead of us. Borrow them. <laughs> um, so yeah. So now they, now that they, the villains have escaped, they, they realize who their adversaries are and, and a plan starts to come together. Carl Ronan's he's in on this whole, let's videotape our crimes, you know, thing. Yeah. And, uh, and and so they're they're actually mailing it out. They're like they're really loving it. They're like, you know, they're just like fucking killing it with recording everything. So this leads to the worst scene in the film. So what happens is the baddies are recovering, started sifting through Avery Brooks's wallet. They find De Niro's card with his home address scrawled on it, and they start to go, well, maybe we should go to his home and kill him. Meanwhile, and he's famous, so that's huge to them. He's a hero cop. And meanwhile, De Niro's pro- getting pr- ready to propose to his love. Now he does. He's not at home when that happens, so he's at his, he's at the restaurant. No, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is all full of the place. He's at the restaurant in his in his little bathroom that's his home away from home, and he's in the worst scene in the film, talking to the mirror, uh, like a la Taxi Driver, uh, which was the obvious tribute here uh, to propose to his um, his wife, played by. His uh, well, the pro- proposed. Yeah, I'm sorry, proposes his not fiance yet. His girlfriend, played by Melina Cancaredis, and she's a reporter that is always interviewing him. And they have a, they have a, th- a little thing going on. And he's in love. He's like learning Greek for her, right? Anyway, so he's doing his taxi driver. It's just all. It's pretty awful. You know, poor De Niro asked to do that. There didn't have to say yes. He's De Niro. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ever say poor De Niro ever. I'll say I'd say he and Hersfeld were like spitballing, like let's do a little, a subtle homage that nobody's going to understand, and then nailed it. Then about halfway through, they do a tribute to Cape Fear. He walks into the camera, gets destroyed. Oh, no. so anyway, that doesn't that goes awry because he's about to propose to her. She gets a call uh, and she has to leave, and so he's like, "No, no, no, we'll do this later. We'll do this later. It's going to happen for sure. I'm not going to get killed in ten minutes. It's not. That's not what's going to happen in this film. I'm not going to Drew Barrymore out of this picture. Like it's. It's. I'm good here. I'm not going to Janet Lee. Right. I'm not Janet Lee in here. I'm not going to William L. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get face shot and make Pankow do the work. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to give a shark speech and then get eight. That's not happening. Right in this film. Look, it's not. It's just not happening. I'm not gonna die in a twister like why Superman watches. Right. I'm not gonna try to can't reveal his power. That's not happening. I'm not gonna carry two kids across the battlefield under a helicopter. It's not happening. Oh my god! Holy shit! And, it was cute for a minute. And to his credit, he does none of those things. He's at his house. He's got flowers. He's trying to ride a car. We get to. I always get. I always get a little bit excited watching famous people's handwriting. I was like, the Nero's I always, perfect. I always assume. I always assume that's them doing the work, and I learn a lot. I learned that Chris Chris Rock uh, is 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 left handed when I watched Spiral. Hey, directors though like to insert their hands in those kind of shots. So that's they get a little hand cameo. Uh, they don't they don't involve the actors. It's their hands, right? You know, they kind of Alfred Hitchcock with their hands, and and you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I, was that De Niro's real hands, or is that Hirschfeld's? I know in the Brown Bunny, they, the the director's hands kind of. <laughs> I was thinking about he turned sixty. Vincent Gallo, 60 years young, not in a movie lately. He hasn't been working since 2014. Who would have thought that guy would have lived this long? Vincent Gallo, where are you? How was your COVID? What has he been up to? Is he on social media? He seems like a Facebook guy, I think. 
I think he, you know, is he, he Insta in it? Is he on Insta? He's a Twitch streamer. Is he? Yeah. Playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, playing uh, Fortnite. No, he's, 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 he's playing Wonder Boy in the Sega Master System. Somehow rigged that up to the internet. I don't know how he did it. It's actually kind of an accomplishment. Six year old guy getting that shit together. When's the last time you watched Buffalo 66? <laughs> Was it this week or last? <laughs> I can't wait till I do for the first time. You never saw nah. a young Christina Ricci, the apple of Vincent Gallo's character's eye in that movie. Fuck that apple, mm-hmm. though. And then he did Brown Bunny and, you know, got destroyed by it. Featuring Chloe Svengi. Is that how you say it? Sevigny. I love her. Sevigny. Sevigny. Is that how you say it? Sevigny? I'm, that's how I'm pronouncing it. I don't think so. But great actress, by the way. And she got a lot of shit for that. For that's terrible because she was she's always good and stuff. Yeah, I think she should have got shit because or she got an award because she was in a a film with Vincent Gallo. It's just weird to watch a film and see them eat craft services. <laughs> anyway, eat penises in her. Never saw it, Nick. Why would you? You saw it? No, you never saw it. No, I hate Vincent Gallo. What number? I hate. Give me a number. It'll it'll be right after we do uh, that that airstrike movie. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Look, get, treat yourself, listener. Go look at Nick. Put a bunch of these posters on Instagram. That's very funny. Go look for the one called Airstrike with Bruce Willis, Adrian Brody, and who else? Uh, There's another uh, an Asian actor. A lot of these movies have actors that I hadn't heard of, and I think like they'll have like two recognizable names or Bruce Willis and this other act. And it's it's usually because I think Bruce Willis is in the movies for a very small amount of time, and then the other actors the really the star. It's usually like somebody like Mark Paul Gossler, yeah, yeah, or, or Frank Grillo in these things. You know, you got Liam Hemsworth. I'm sure has showed up. Thomas Mount. You know, it's like you know Bruce Willis on the cover with Conrad Bain. You know, Conrad Bain's going to do the heavy lifting. Conrad Bain also a twin. twin. <laughs> we talked about this before. Is he- his, his- his brother was named. He had a great name. Onar yeah. Bain. Onar Bain. Yeah, Conrad Bain from different strokes. Is he still dead? Conrad no longer alive. I imagine Bonar also out of here. I mean, they were pretty old. Maybe Bonar's still kicking it. I, I like how you, you you refuse to call him Boner. <laughs> I think it's Bonar. Is he? How's his COVID? Let's. Is he in? Is he here? Bonar Bain. D- Bonar Bain left. Uh. Did not outlive Conrad. Oh, really? Yeah, so Conrad had to say goodbye to the boner before getting his own mortal death. Okay. Here's the thing, Nick. And that's not funny. I mean, that's that sucks. So those and you know, Conrad and Bonar. I mean, that's that's a that's quite a name. That's quite a package of of names for your children. We're not doing it. We're not doing it how everybody else is doing it. We're going Conrad, we're going Bonar. If we have another one, knife. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Did you ever perfect your Burns voice? Did you ever oh, get shit, it? I haven't done it. I've been working. I haven't worked on it. I tried. I was so bad at it. I got my boner Bane voice, though. Let's hear it. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I swear, it's like being in the room, you know? <laughs> Twins, for God's sakes. Have we identified where Conrad Bain's famous for? I mean, maybe people don't even know different strokes at this point. But yeah, he was the the old uh, rich w- white guy that that adopted uh, Willis and Arnold. Yep. And Dana Plato was his uh, natural daughter, right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, if you were a betting man, 
you would have said Todd Bridges would have been the first to go out of that crew. Todd Bridges had his problems for sure. Yeah. He's the only survivor of that crew. It's a cursed show in a way, I'd say. Just like Glee, apparently. Oh, yeah, but Different Strokes was good. Conrad Bain dead. Dana Plato dead. Gary Coleman, my first Chet interview, dead. I'm sure Mrs. Garrett is a secret victim. I'm not sure she died. Boner Bane spiraling through clouds of mystical fogs at this point. <laughs> um, tell me about your first interview with Gary Coleman. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first. Had to be bad. I mean, you're saying that I was I wasn't good. I'm just saying that Charlotte Ray, by the way, dead. Mrs. Garrett, dead as hell. Three years yeah, ago, she died in 2018. She made it quite a quite a long way. Great on facts of life. I, I'll say it. I'm going to say it. Great on facts of life. I think great on different strokes. Isn't that where her character came from? Yep. Spin off. Yep. Zoom in. Spin off. <laughs> I love those shows. I, I used to watch the living shit out of those. That shows. was the first Playboy I bought was the one where she was the centerfold. I love Charlotte Charlotte Ray. I love Daniel Ray Kim. I just I love all the Rays. That's right. Um but anyway, I was gonna say, who was your if we're gonna go facts of life and you'll probably cut this out, who was your I know you watched it. Joe. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say the same thing. I had a thing for Blair too, though. I did in the thing, but same character. I don't know if you knew that. It's a super zoom. <laughs> Blair went insanely re- religious. Tootie, Tootie. I mean, Tootie was great. And I don't remember what Mindy Cohn's character's name was. Natalie, you fucking idiots. I, I could remember if I thought of it. Molly Ringwald in there as well. She wasn't one of the mains. She was at first roller skating, probably one of the youngest. Got the most famous out of that crew as well. Um, Nancy didn't come back for the revivals at all. Nancy McKean in this. Nancy McKean, I did have a big, big crush on her. She played Joe. She played like the Fonzie the, of the, the crew. tomboy. Super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then later on, guess who steps into the scene? George, George Clooney and Mackenzie Aston. Uh, George Clooney. I think Mackenzie asked. Him yeah, but nobody knows who that is or cares. Related to Sean. How was your COVID? How was your COVID, Mackenzie asked? How was your COVID? Yeah. Um, of course, related to Sean. Brothers, bro. Uh, John. Who? John, John asked. Yeah. Dad, the daddy. Mm-hmm. Wow, we really went down a rabbit hole. We went down a rabbit proof proof fence hole. Let's get back to 15 minutes. They so the, they ambushed De Niro at his domicile. This is the big scene in the movie, the one that everyone's still talking about. This is how uh, unremembered this movie is. Actually, no one's talking about this scene but us. De Niro gets killed in a movie. He puts up a fight, though. And it's a pretty good one. He gets ambushed in his apartment after some horror, kind of a little bait-and-switch horror movie type stuff. Yeah. He he peeks out his door. It's the pizza guy. Comes back in, and he gets cold-cocked. Yep. Then tied to a chair. Where Carl Roden does something very fantastic. Tell me. So he's duct taped to this chair, you know, and, and bleeding. And Carl Roden takes a rose or something, a flower, and then puts it in the duct tape yeah. as a kind of like lapel flower for him. Yeah. And pulls it through. It's a very, I don't know, unexpected. Can you believe that they up. had a spit fight? He decorates De Niro. They do have a spit fight. <laughs> De Niro spits it. What happens? So Carl so Roden. He hits De Niro and De Niro spits on him, then he spits back. Actually, there's, that's a second spit fight. They First, yeah. De Niro spits on him, then he spits back, but then he's got, he, he nails him and he's got blood in his mouth and he spits blood all over Carl Roden. He does, yeah. Well, he nails him, like puts, like just uh, the butt of the gun just brings it down on his lip real hard. And De Niro, 
axe the shit out of that. That looks like it really hurts. Yep. Um, I, I do like the fact that he stops being a tough guy. He sort of ex- he sort of is resigned to his fate after that smash. Because usually those guys, there's like this tough guy shit and all that. I mean, he ends up getting, obviously he ends up putting up a fight still. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of a neat scene because he he actually listens and he's kind of, you could see him kind of it going through his head a little bit, like the like his uh, his fate. Yeah, it's, it's game over, yeah. And yeah, he does a lot of work. Like he's the, he's the star of this film. So you know he's not going to go out you know, quietly. He's tied to this chair and he starts to, takes advantage of an argument between the two characters and he slams his chair and bounces up and down <laughs> on the people with the chair legs and gets the gun. He even gets the gun. Yep. And he's still tied to the chair and he starts firing it. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a magical moment for this character. He's firing it wild, wildly. Meanwhile, Oleg's taping the whole thing. And I appreciate you saying taping because that was like a big pet peeve of mine for the longest time is people calling it filming. Of course, now the world has changed and everybody's filming on digital. But I do I think th- the people know by now that I know what I'm talking about, you know, using the right terms. So anyway, he decorates De Niro in a different way, Carl Roden. He stabs him in the lower intestine, it looks like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and, and then pulls up. It's a lot of damage. Yeah. You know, De Niro's still tied to the chair at this point. And then he's breathing weird, and then we, he puts a pillow on Mr. De Niro's head, and that's all she wrote. Me- yeah, Meanwhile, he Oleg made- shooting the shit out of this. He is. He's filming it. Got technique. Anyway, would you say that De Niro does a little chair foo? I mean, in this? yeah, I guess so. If you want to be gentle, you, you, you think he studied with the masters? Yep. Yep. He looked like he was quite handy in that sitting, you know, standing sitting. Yeah. He studied under Wu King Haverty. <laughs> Who has disowned this film? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He said, after all they went through, they re- used the wrong type of chair. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And he said, I couldn't, it just took me out. I, anyway, so the next scene, you know, as, as, as one, everybody is at the funeral. It's everybody sad that their, that their partner, that their friend their lover. Has, got mur- has been murdered. Their lover dead and uh, cuts to the bad guys are filling up the gasser, <laughs> a gasoline can. They got, they, they're not done. Fuck no. They, they got shit to do. And, and we, we, we find out that Mr. Carl Roden is a, Sort of a maestro with the uh, gasoline. Yeah, he kills it. Yeah, that, that leads to a pretty good scene, I think. So, you know, Ed Burns has gotten a lot of shit from his colleagues for taking Omega to get a shower yeah. at, the, at the station. And they're like, did you see her naked? They, he was, it's you know, inappropriate. And he's swearing that he didn't. Yeah. He was a gentleman. But that's inappropriate. His boss didn't like it. Anyway, after De Niro's dead, he can, he can now take her to other places and no one cares. <laughs> takes her to her apartment where she tries to kiss him and for some reason he says no yeah i don't understand she's bringing the heat i mean he's single and if this was an edward burns movie they would do cuts at the fireplace you know what i'm saying yeah. it would be it would be on is that what you call her <sighs> she does have uh, shockingly red hair in this yep and so he turns her down and then he she she leaves to go um i guess change and he turns on the lights Oops. Yeah, it's not good. It sets off a trap a la Spiral the Book of Saw. Huge inferno in the apartment. Things are shitty and stupid. Edward Burns dives. He knows what to do. The thing is, the bad guys have booby-trapped this apartment. They didn't know a fire marshal was going to be in there with her, though. Right. Making things work. And so he he tries to get them to safety, and he keeps he keeps doing the right thing, but they have thought ahead. 
So that he finally gets him to the bathroom. They, they all the windows are shut, uh, nailed shut. Gets him to the bathroom. There's a gasoline can in there, and so they are like, "Oh shit, this is going to blow up." So they start pouring the gasoline down the sink and the bathtub, but they they've stopped all that yeah. stuff, making it worse, making it worse. So Ed Burns has to stop the fire from coming in to the bathroom. And meanwhile, the bad guys are across the street atop a building filming this whole thing. Carl Roden could not be more bored yep. with what's going on. He it's is amazing. Indifferent is nut in that. It's so cute. It's the best. Yeah. He's just not even looking. Oleg's capturing it all. Cut back to the bathroom. Ed Burns starts swinging from the pipes. Yep. He gets one loose and he starts firing and squirting water at the fire. Yep to buy them some time, and he starts beating through a wall. Yeah, moves that medicine cabinet out of town, and they beat through the wall, and there's a little, ch- little child in there, and we have a neat little rescue scene. I know, and then there's a, De Niro's badge is, is uh, on one of the nails for the window, and Ed Burns saves it real quick before, the, before everything blows to hell, yep. and uh, they don't die. Sets up our big confrontation. You know, we got Burns still alive. You got Oleg and them, and... So they decide to strike a deal with Kelsey Grammer, who is the, you know, he has this TV show uh, mm-hmm. where they have videotaped De Niro's death. They're going to, they're going to get their big payday and they're going to be sensationalized. And it works. The baddies got to turn themselves in. Mm-hmm. Works a hundred percent. Well, that's the thing. Kelsey Grammer, who's supposedly friends with De Niro, decides that to pay the bad guys a million dollars for this tape so they can broadcast his courted death to America. And they do that. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody watches a real death. And uh, Kelsey Grammer, of course, is a, is a villain in this as a hunger, a hungry media personality. So that happens. And then the the guy they the guys say they're going to turn themselves in. But they get in another fight. Well, they're at a planet Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they start, they've got their money. And then Grammer is going to come and uh, bring a lawyer. They get in a fight over credits. Yeah. Because Oleg has this big thing about how he's the director and it's his vision. And Carl Roden, I like to hear that. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, Sauron. He doesn't share power. Nobody had this kind of fight over Reach Me. There wasn't ever this scene. But they had, maybe the opposite. But there's a, take my name off. But, of it. but Oleg stabs Mister Mister Carl, heads out, and it sets up this whole thing where stabs him in the arm. Yeah. Now Oleg is is completely out in the streets, loose, and they've captured Carl. And he is going through this process where the lawyers speak it for him. They're trying to negotiate rights and this and that. And Edward Burns is, is scoping him out. He's decided he's going to pull a you know a super you know murder of of him up in public, like at the beginning of Time to Kill. Oh well, you're talking well. First, before this, he he takes him from this, drives him to like a secluded place. Is going to kill him. Yeah. Um, with with uh, another actor who I recognize, he's like a child actor. I can't remember his name. Not anymore. But he, yeah, we grew up. But um, and that guy's like, "Don't do it, Ed Burns. Don't kill this guy. Don't do it." And uh, Ed Burns almost does, and can't. And then he can't. That might be my my least favorite scene. Uh, and then then you know, blah blah blah, boo boo boo. Yeah, some happens, and then uh, end of the film. Oh, Formica, by the way, gets shipped away. She had like confessed to a murder, and that is Poland. that is Darius McCreary from Family Matters. But he also is in a couple of movies when he was a kid that actually movies like one of them. All right, I can't remember the name of it. It's a name. It's like a two character, Sam and Max or something, but not not that. I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, it all happens at the end where Oleg's mad. He, he's Oleg's on the run. Like they don't know where he is, and Carl Roden has got a lawyer, and he's starting to get all the fame, and Oleg then like gives away a tape that details his whole plan. Like he, he, he's going for insanity, but in this tape, he said, I'm going to pretend I'm insane. You know, it's like one of those dumb things. Anyway, Burns gets to shoot Carl Roden. Yep. That's what really matters. Yep. He gets to shoot him a lot. He shoots him a lot, all, a lot. all the times. Shoots him tons. Um, and then Oleg dies as well. 
he gets shot by Carl Roden, I think, and then he bleeds out, but he films himself dying. And then there's a cute scene where he has a close up on his face and pretends to die while he's dying, <laughs> while he's dying to get the shot and then really dies. And then a little director credit pops up inexplicably, which is super weird. Yeah. Like that doesn't anyway, the whole movie's super weird, but you kind of like it. Huh? I do. I mean, I like, I like it's a, it's a decent little, you know, thriller. I don't know where to stand on it. I mean, it's certainly got some, got you know, it got something to it. And Burns is good in it. He is. Him and De Niro are both good in it. They're everybody's good I mean, in it. I think they're the best part of this film. I think. No. In a way. No. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. There's like five people in the depth chart higher than her. I love her, but she's trying to name, trying to name them. You can't. De Niro, Burns, Kankarades, okay, Roden, Oleg. Oh, okay. Yeah, Roden's great. I say Roden, maybe Oleg and her are the best. De Niro pretty actually De Niro pretty good. I mean, it's got a, some good performances here. Just yeah, it's fine. It's an interesting curiosity. And the first Hertzfeld, Hertzfeld called in his favor too early. She could have been in Reach Me. Called in to, uh, too early. Now she he is he back directing after Reach Me? I don't think so. I think honestly though, I, I think that's beyond the stature limitations. If he tried to reach out to her that late in the game, she ain't she ain't showing. She's like you had a you had so? a four year window, Hertzfeld. So look, that buzzing sound ain't ain't your fucking pacemaker. That's a tattoo's needle, and they are carving some some ink into flesh. It is time to you know shimmy past your inhibitions and get some ink put in from th- fifteen minutes into your body. That's too many options. I mean, yeah, let me think. I mean, I, I go with the obvious one that everybody usually gets: picture of De Niro on a cloud in that chair um, in heaven, obviously watching his own murder on TV. <laughs> I get, I get the obvious one, the one that I'll get that on my heel. I get that on my heel right where Carl Roden was shot by De Niro. Nice. I'll get the obvious though. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I have uh, on my uh, on my upper neck, my neck and back, a steamy ass shower with Vera in it, showering a oh, lot, nice. showering, yeah, showering yeah. a lot. The only parts that are that are you know like you know like tastefully smudged out are the non sexual yeah. parts. You know, her face is a blur. All you see is you see her heat moments, and well, that and they don't appear in the movie. Right, I mean, right. This, this is, is yeah. And then Ed Burns standing right at the window, staring in, uh-huh. yeah, watching her shower discreetly. Right. Yeah, he's got his hands up against it, and he is his eyes are pressed against the glass, looking at the insides. You know, checking out what's going on in there, and uh, and and if and then De Niro's in heaven, looking down at it. On a cloud. In a chair? Yeah. So you kind of have, you co-opted my tattoo a little bit, which is fine. Yeah. I don't mind it well, being linked see, in that way. Link through ink. Link through ink, Nick. Well, here's the thing. though: We see more in mine than you did in yours. That The plug from the TV that he's watching his death on ain't plugged into nothing, just dangling from under the cloud, like Lakitu. You know? So he's, he needs to get, you know, he needs to get his, his cooks. Ain't. Ain't the only thing dangling from the cloud, you know. <laughs> I, you really went a little further than me. I do appreciate it. I always like when people add to my tattoos. It gives me a little bit of a thrill, you know. I know, I know, you get thrills from it. So look, I mean, you've been tasked with uh, doing a business related to fifteen minutes. The options were lucrative, plentiful. Infinifilm is taken, though. So business related to this movie, huh? So I've got an escape room. Well, tied to me. I mean, do you need to say it? Of course you do. And it's a movie theater playing 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's it. That's your whole idea? Yep. Doors are wide open. 
<laughs> you could solve that shit in your sleep. Yeah. It's a money it's a money maker because you it's an escape room where you can leave immediately and everybody wants to pay to leave. Yeah, I get it. I'm making an app, the 15 minutes uh movie, 15 minutes the movie app. You just basically get to do the scene for the movie everybody loves the most. You play uh, Ed Burns's character and you just cuff perps to trees. <laughs> That's all you do. You're in a park, you keep cuffing perps to trees. Right. Is it a, it's a video game? It's an app. But it is an yeah. augmented reality or It's an app. Okay. Augmented reality. You mean like the Pokemon game? <laughs> Is that what you're talking yeah. about? I mean, of course it is. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, I mean, and that's and if you want, you could play the tree too. I have the two things you can play: the tree that perps get right handcuffed to, or you can play Ed Burns. Mm-hmm. And you get you get points for your technique, how you handcuff. If you if you handcuff well, you get points. If not, you know that's how you lose. It's the same perp, and, mm-hmm. and you rake it in by selling different skins of his clothes, like the huge marketplace. Oh yeah, it's a loot. Yeah, I reskin Burns today. It's fifteen dollars. Everything's $15. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I put Chucky hair on Ed Burns. <laughs> it's got a toboggan. <laughs> this is a great idea. Yeah. Some DLC coming. Yeah, of course. More, more trees, different trees. <laughs> you can also put Chucky hair on the trees if you want. There is a lot of DLC in the movie. De Niro looking cold at the end. Do you see they're making a Chucky TV series? Of course. It's like hell. Yeah. They greenlit the sequel to 15 Minutes. No, they didn't. <laughs> but money's in escrow. Things are booming. Studio is hot and raring. You've got a release date. They've already given the release date and did a press release. At Comic-Con, everybody showed up. You surprised everybody in Hall H, went out there and announced 15 Minutes too. So that ship is sailing. You've actually really put everybody's excitement into overdrive. What's, right. the, what's the premise? 16 Minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Burns can't live without him. Can't do it. Can't continue without him. Okay. Digs up the Nero's body. Weekend at Burning's them. They solve a crime together. You know, he does. Everybody thinks that Eddie's back. He's not really dead. Right. It sounds a little bit like Ed Burns, but Ed Burns has like a ventriloquist thing going nice. on. Propose. He keeps the gag going a little bit too long. Proposes to, you know, Le- the reporter. Le- yeah. She kind of knows. You know, that's one of the things that's weird in this movie is they kind of make her attracted to Ed Burns at the end. She kind of does like a, you're my hero, like, Gives him like kind of gooey eyes at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. Anyway, that's why that's what I do. So I went crazy. I, I brought three titans together. Sequel is uh, directed by three luminaries: Takashi Miike, Gaspar oh, wow. Day, and Michael Henke have teamed up to do this sequel. I mean, is it an anthology series? No, nope, they, they just it just required their three minds. And and the premise it's it's a it's an odd film. Melina Kinkaretis is your star, and she has. Oh, wow. She has quit her job and she has descended into the ultra crazy dark web sex business, basically just trying digging deeper and deeper into the occult. It's like a, it's, mm. it's like crash. She's like really fucked up. She's putting things all over the place and yeah. turns out the only way she can have a sexual experience and, and benefit from it, reach her moment is if she's mm. watching the De Niro murder tape. And it's sort of about her blossoming into acceptance, knowing that, okay, this is kind of weird, but I kept Eddie in a weird way. And now she is, a, she's, you know, she's accepted back into the, into her career. She's got a bunch of pa- face tattoos and piercings and stuff now, but she still rocks it. And just every night she goes home and she real dolls that death with that tape playing. And it works, man. It works. Yep. A little dark. A little Simon and Garfunkel soundtrack. It's rock solid. I thought I went a little dark with Weekend at Bernie's De Niro, but. 
Oops. Mine's cute. <laughs> I got a cute thing going on with mine. Mine's rated PG. Kids can come. Kids come over to this. They can see this. They didn't see it 15 minutes, but they can see well, 16. I mean, when she goes into some of those dark rooms, kids can come too. I mean, it's like. It's... Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The film has ended and there's a stinger at the end. A, a digital. Sure. Is. Podcast is ended. A, a digital scene, a little extra moment. After it's all said and done, you know, what happens after the credits? John Barrowman ain't got shit on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> say this say it again. What was Stinger. the question? So mine is simple. Crematorium, Oleg's body is in the in the in the machine. They're about mm-hmm. to roast him and the, the flames are starting to lick. And he snaps too. And he is panicking, screaming, banging on the walls. And you know, they have that little porthole glass. Mortician mm-hmm. pokes his head in there and sees the trembling, moving panicking body of Oleg and he starts to shit his pants mm-hmm. and uh, Oleg's like gesturing, gesturing wildly and, and then the mortician recognition comes over his face walks away from the hole comes back, presses a video camera lens up to the hole and we see inner peace enter Oleg as he gets to camera burn he gets to burn on tape you know he gets a, and he's, it's a camera burn yeah, okay. so he is you know he, he, he accepts that fire and he, you could tell, like, the look of just pride washes over his incinerating face. He did it. Yeah, he did, he it. did it. It was my stinger. I, I, I get er- burns on a plane, checking bags. This is like a montage, getting over to Poland, you know, visiting Formiga, who's in jail. She's in her prison blues, whatever they have over there. Yeah. He can, and he, he gets on the f- on the phone with her. You know how they have that pick up the phone, you can visit the prisoner, mm-hmm. and there's a glass between them, and he just presses his lips against that glass. And she presses her lips against the glass, and they have that little romantic twist. And the the glass breaks because of their passion. Mm-hmm. And at the end, what do you think? And they get a real kiss. They get a real kiss in there. Yeah. What do you think? It's pretty pretty good. And then Burns turns on the light, and the prison's rigged to explode. <laughs> oh no! He's, he also has uh, he a car rode and thought of everything. Yeah. You got his bases covered. He rigged the prison to explode, and so there he's you know. Burns is, you know, shimmying around trying to, you know, trying to get everybody out, not just for Mega, but all the prisoners and all the visitors yeah. get into the bathroom. And then he leaves and the warden's like, you know, we use syphilis glass, right? At the at our prison. You you, you that- kiss syphilis just now. You kiss disease into you. What kind of idiot kisses it? prison glass in Russia? Their passion, their passion broke that glass. What are you talking about? Yeah. In Russia? And they, they there's 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 syphilis glass? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Nobody kisses prison glass. Well, there's the first time. Yeah. And that passion, I'm telling you, I bet I bet the passion's really coming from Formiga. That's because she's so powerful. Right. Powerfully passionate. Burns giving nothing to that glass. Breaks it from her side. Look, you're in the movie. Yeah. What shape does your performance take? I'm a billionaire. A very freshly minted billionaire who we see at, at the end of the film just rolling in it. I found myself a fucking P, an artifact. Sold it. Sometime between when when Carl and, and Oleg had their spat and left, I went to Planet Hollywood because I found a shoe in a warehouse that had been left behind, a celebrity shoe. Yeah, and I sold that shit to Planet Hollywood. Carl Roden. Yeah, shoe. remember he leaves a shoe behind in that scene. Yeah, he lost my. He said I lost my shoe. I'm homeless. I found it. Now I'm a billionaire. Yeah, and I am at their. I, I'm in my yacht, like floating outside on the on the pier there while they're having their press conference. Kicking back, got slippers on. Got, I'm being served espresso in a cute cup, loaded from that shoe sale. I'm the guy that receives the pizza 
That's what I'm. The, I'm the neighbor character. It was yeah. Italian food, but I don't think it was a pizza. I thought it was pizza. He had a pizza. It was box. a bag. There was a bag. No, no, it was a. It looked like a rectangle. There was a bag. Or square. There may have been a square and a bag, but there was a lot of food there. This is our first fight on the show. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Who's right? Let's ask the audience. Who's right? What was the What was the delivery guy delivering? Was it pizza? Was it hot Italian food? Calzone or something? Let's reach out to the listeners for this one, Nick. Let's let them decide. There was a box and a bag, and the bag was the bigger part. And um, I'm the neighbor, and I go, hey, hey, man, thanks for the pizza. What is this other shit? I didn't order this. I didn't order this. And the guy's like, what? I don't have anything else but this pizza thing. And I realized I've imagined the second part of it because I'm high on drugs. <laughs> and I thought I saw that he had like a, a bag of uh, other food. And I have to apologize to him. I go, man, dude, I'm really fucking high right now. I'm seeing, I'm seeing food. Yeah. But I'm glad that pizza's here because I'm hungry as fuck, dude. You know? <laughs> and uh, then I hear some, some shuffles, some screams below us. Yeah, there's a guy getting chair fought back there. And... I almost call the police because I get so worried because I, I hear like a, something horrible happen. But then I realize that I'm just hallucinating that probably too. Yeah. No worries, dude. No worries, dude. Here's here's a here's a ten spot for your trouble to hand the guy a two dollar bill. I'm also hallucinating that I gave the guy a big tip. I'm just really tripping. Yeah, you're tripping, you know what I'm saying? dude. Yeah, I'm really out. I'm out there, man. I started eating the pizza backwards, like crust to tip. I'm nuts, you know. I'm, I'm I'm having the biggest high of my life. Yeah, you fucking wasted. Then I started hallucinating. I was like, I think my neighbor's Robert De Niro. I must be that high, high as a kite in this. <laughs> anyway, that's me, Billy Bushwick. Is that his name? Yeah, Billy Bushwick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But what's your name? You didn't do a name. My my billionaire. Yeah, Sven Bloodspot. <laughs> Sven. Yeah. Sven Bloodspot, Blood, yeah. Sven Bloodspot and Billy Bushwick. Two souls in this movie that, that we just inserted. From the front, I look a little bit like Lou Ferrigno. From the back, I look like Zelda from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Sven Bloodspot. What's it, how did he get rich? He sold the shoe. That's how he got <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's a pizza. In, in a... Okay... In a, in saw in 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 spiral, it's Italian. It's bag of Italian food. Oh, okay, you mixed yeah. it up. Those two movies. That's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, I see. I was right. Yeah, in that. saw, there's uh, Italian food delivered to Sam Jackson's house, and that's. Did you, I, did you fast? Did you watch the fast forward of that part on your phone? Yeah. I was right. Yeah. So, but but on yeah. on spiral, who was the delivery guy played by? Is it Hertzfeld? No, no, no. But spiral. Guys, I watched Spiral right after 15 minutes, and there is a similar food delivery scene, and it's freaking Italian food in a bag. Is it another like kind of jump scare, like a bait and switch type thing? No, not really. Look, you're floating at sea. You're on an island. You've gathered debris from low these many films, and now it's time for you to take something for 15 minutes. Trapped on a deserted island, expert Daniel Day Kim. I'll take him. Oh, he was on Lost mm-hmm. and Hawaii Five O. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him. Need advice? I need help. I need a buddy. I need someone to look up to me, obviously. Someone I can mentor and show the ropes to. Yeah. Prepare him for his future on another deserted island. I'll train him. He he's so young in this that he doesn't know what it's what's in his future. He doesn't know he's got he got lost. Yeah. He, so that's what I would do. How many days? Three? What do you mean? Three days? Is that the over under? Four days? If he's on your island, he would not be surviving. My island's fine. Three days. He's eating or fucked. There's no way that one of those two things isn't happening. Fuck or eat? Are you going to fuck or eat him? Or is he going to fuck or eat you? I mean, you don't have to make it dirty. 
I would take him. We would be buddies. There would be nothing going on. Okay. I mean, he'd probably want to, you know, but I'm celibate on the island. I, I, I have a code. Yeah. I live by. Okay. Anyway, so I would mentor him. I'd prepare him. He would. I go. This is this is the this is level one weird island. You're gonna get to level. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. He thinks he's kidnapped. He's he's freaking out. Yeah. Don't worry about. It. I got this. You know. You're you got islands in your future. Right. Mm-hmm. DDK in here. You get to. He's there 24 hours though. So. It, what does that mean? So you get both. You get Daniel Night Kim as well. <laughs> I you do. think he'd get tired of you calling him that at night. Hey, look, it's Daniel Knight can't walk around on my island. Shut the fuck up. He's like, what's that noise? It's so weird here. What's that noise? I was like, are you talking about the Tommy Lee Jones groans I took? <laughs> Rising? That's what you're hearing. It's his groans. It's Jones groans. And he's like, I, that's how I get to sleep. Like, do I smell a freshly baked croissant? No, nah, it's just a promise of Paris. Anyway, what about you? What would you take? I mean, I've got the sixty-nine burnt. What's that? What do you mean? I've got the bur- oh. I've got the burnt sixty-nine. <laughs> what else would it be? I'm so dumb. I've got a burnt sixty-nine on an IKEA table that I had airlifted to my island. <laughs> I built that table and I hoisted their burnt sex onto my onto the platform, and behold. They weren't. They weren't really having. It's like it's. A, they weren't really having sex. Right. They were framed. I know. They were. But they're in framed in sixty nine after death. I know. But it looks like. I mean, if you from Google Earth, it looks like two blackened shrimp on a table. They're curled up and facing one another. It's adorable. I've got them on a for all to see. You know, and I'd like to think that maybe I would do a little bit of uh, manipulation, twist it around a little bit if they were not too brittle. Get him in the Baru and Owen pose, you know, face down, looking all cute in the sand. But I get the burnt sixty nine, and you put him on a, you put him on furniture. So in reality, it could be a six hundred ninety four. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim looking at to, to at your island, panicking. I go, don't worry, your future island won't be that bad. You know, I look over at the won't be that unsolvable. You look through your telescope, see me over there talking to the bodies, and you you click the highly trained audio receptor that's on there and you hear me talking to those bodies i'm like how you guys doing over there and then you're like wait but his mouth's not moving yeah it's burns talking oh yeah Yeah. you took burns voice (laughs) i took it
carelessly Still I stumble and find myself on my feet Still me, I wanna jump right back There you go, 